you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. If you have your Bibles, please turn your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 24 onwards. It's in the Old Testament for those who are not sure of the Old Testament. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24 onwards. If you don't have a Bible, sit next to a Christian. You will find a Christian carrying a Bible. I know we live in a very high-tech world where our gadgets can carry the Bible, but I'll tell you, I love to carry a physical Bible as long as I have the freedom to carry. So don't, don't miss out the privilege of carrying a physical Bible. And uh, I'll tell you, Nowadays, people say it's heavy to carry a Bible, but carrying two phones, a laptop is not a problem at all. <laughs> We need to check our hearts. And God convicted me. Even I was in that same thing. I could carry a guitar. I could carry a phone, laptop. But carrying the Bible was always, you know, okay, it's there in the, in the phone. So why it's, it's heavy, you know, extra luggage. But, you know, God convicted me too. Is, you know, am I really... Uh, so ashamed of carrying a Bible or is Bible so weak that I can just put it to the side? No, you know, it's just wonderful to carry a physical Bible. And for those who did not carry, uh, you have the opportunity next Sunday to carry it with you. And this is a beautiful passage, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24 onwards. And I've titled the message as 24 hours. God can do everything incredible things in 24 hours and here is a story of what he did in literal 24 hours literal 24 hours some of the stories of what god did in 24 hours for example somebody had sent me this um joseph woke up as a prisoner ready to execute his daily routine but by evening he became the prime minister can you imagine in the morning he was a prisoner and by evening he is the prime minister that is the greatest transition you can ever have in the shortest amount of time naaman woke up usually with his leprosy but before the day closed he was healed and transformed david was innocently on the field tending his father's sheep before he was sent for and anointed as a king a shepherd boy by evening he was anointed as a king Daniel slept in the lion's den but at morning time he was brought out and promoted to the post of a prime minister but i want to tell you as we live in these uncertain times everything is so uncertain and sometimes we even wonder how much time will it take for god to really act with all the scientific knowledge they're still trying to figure out the vaccine whatever they have figured out so far they have found out that it's not working that's the conclusion they have come so far and you wonder what is god really in control i don't know what you're going through in your personal journey in your business in your dreams 
that you have in your life. And you might be wondering, God, how long will it take for me to have that breakthrough in my life? And here is an incredible story. And I've changed this into Indian rupees and Indian measuring scales so that you and I can understand. Sometimes, you know, we read the Bible and we can just read it, pass through these measuring scales that are mentioned there are, you know, amount will be in shekels. We don't even know what is the value of the shekel. And we can just run through it. But you know, this passage, when I sat down to understand from the currency that we are used to, wow, it blows your mind off. So I'm going to read this from chapter 6 of 2 Kings, verse 24 onwards. And I've just broken them into a few different places. So you can just follow me. At a later time, this Ben-Hadid, king of Aram, pulled together his troops and launched a siege on Samaria. This brought on a terrible famine so bad that food prices soared astronomically. We are aware of this, what happened during the COVID, how things went so high and we were still willing to pay for that high price also. Now, 20,000 rupees for a donkey's head. 400 ml of dow dropping for 1,300 rupees. One day, the king of Israel was walking along the city wall. A woman cried out, help your majesty. He answered, if God won't help you, where on earth can I go for help? To the granary? To the dairy? The king continued, tell me your story. She said, this woman came to me and said, give up your son and we'll have him for today's supper. Tomorrow we will eat my son. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I told her, your turn. Bring your son so we can have him for supper. But she had hidden her son away. Chapter 7 verse 1. Elisha said, listen, God's word. The famine's over. This time, tomorrow, food will be plentiful. Nine kgs of Sorry, a handful, that is 9 kgs of fine flour for 250 rupees. 18 kgs of barley for 250 rupees. The market at the city gate will be buzzing. The attendant on whom the king leaned for support said to the holy man, You expect us to believe that? Trap doors opening in the sky and foot tumbling out? You'll watch it with your own eyes, he said, but you will not eat so much as a mouthful. It happened that four lepers were sitting just outside the city gate. They said to one another, what are we doing sitting here at death's door? Verse 5. So after the sun went down, they got up and went to the camp of Aram. When they got to the edge of the camp, surprise, not a man in the camp. The master had made the army of Aram hear the sound of horses and a mighty army on the march. They told one another, the king of Israel hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to attack us. Panicked, they ran for their lives through the darkness, abandoning tents and horses, donkeys, the whole camp just as it was running for 
their dear life. The people then looted the camp of Aram. Food prices dropped overnight. Nine kgs of fine flour for 250 rupees. 18 kgs of barley for 250 rupees. The king ordered his attendant, the one he leaned on for support, to be in charge of the city gate. The people turned into a mob, poured through the gate, trampling him to death. It was exactly what the holy man had said when the king had come to see him. What a powerful story. And it's a true story. True story where parents were eating their children. True story where overnight there was an impossible miracle. Now, just a background. First thing, it says that the food prices sold astronomically 20,000 rupees for a donkey's head. You know, donkey was an unclean animal. And the Jews were commanded not to eat unclean animals. And here, you know, it came to that situation. It was so bad that they were even willing to buy an unclean animal to eat. That was the situation. It was really terrible. It comes to that point, it is as, you know, like for example, when I grew up, I did not like upma. When, when worse come worse situation, when you're really hungry, you have nothing else to eat, even upma sounds like jamun because, you know, you have reached that situation. So it is like that, you know, like even the worst of the worst food was what was left. The next, 400 ml of dough dropping. Now, dough dropping sounds to be very flurry, but it's nothing but dough dung. 400 ml of dough dung was sold for 1,300 rupees. Now, why dough dung? See, dough is known for eating clean food. So probably even the dough dung was a little more polished and little more uh, what you call nutritious might be compared to the other dungs. I don't know why but they bought dough dung and they ate it. That is how severe the famine was. Pandemic was something little similar for us some of us might have gone through when we ran out of all our resources for food at home, when all the shops are closed, you were wondering, where will I get my next meal? We have understood a little bit about what this is, but here is a real life situation. They have put a siege to the entire kingdom. No more food left. And then the worst situation comes where they started to eat children. So it was a disaster. And here, the man of God comes. And interesting, Elisha says, this time tomorrow, food will be plentiful. It is as though me coming and announcing, this time tomorrow, vaccine will be ready. I wonder how many people will really believe. Even if you're my biggest fan, you'll say, something is really wrong with Benny. Please forgive him for this time. Might be has eaten something wrong. It has affected his understanding. Because we cannot. At the beginning of the year itself, they said, by the end of this year, we will have the vaccine ready. We are reaching the end. It is like that, you know. For us to, I'm just painting this picture so that you and I can understand, you know, how much of courage this man of God would have taken to make that statement, this time tomorrow, that is 24 hours, this time tomorrow, food will be plentiful. And then he starts to give prizes. 
what will be the amount that is very dangerous very risky you know when people give these prophecies sometimes you know they'll say brother december you will get married it's very safe because you know any year it can be december <laughs> it can be or if you say you are going to get married on the 19th very safe because we have 12 months in a year any but i'll tell you here is a man who says this time tomorrow so he has given you 24 hours secondly he is telling that the price will be so much my goodness you must be so sure of your god and you must be so clear in understanding him to even come to such precise information in such dark times and i want to tell you same god who communicated to elisha can communicate with you and i today the same god and i'll tell you all of us see church is one place which is a common ground all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god you know there's no one greater than the other person might be somebody might know a little more biblical knowledge than you might be somebody has a little more charisma than you might be somebody uh, might be is gifted more than you might be somebody has a better way of communicating than you doesn't matter who is who but all these titles and everything goes to the side when it comes to us being in the presence of god we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and i want to tell you friends if jesus could communicate to this man the man of god here elisha what are you doing don't you think that god can use you as a voice in today's world in today's century many times we think god can use that person and this person and this person many times people write to me saying brother please pray for me then i would ask them why don't you also pray no brother i believe that when you pray god will answer no where in the bible it says that only when some people pray no if you read we are a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to god please have faith in your own prayers too not only in prayer warriors please remember you have equal access to jesus in your prayers very important i like when what somebody um, had uh, written somewhere i just remembered this in my notes it's a beautiful statement yeah prayer is effective not because of great men who pray okay prayer is effective not because of great men who pray but because of a great god who graciously hears his children no the greatness of our prayer is because of god not because of all that we do but i'm not discouraging you not to pray please pray pray more than ever but remember it is god who does that and here my focus today is on unbelief my focus today is on unbelief you know we come to church we hear so many sermons we get uplifted we get inspired we get energized encouraged it's all good but we can still go back home with unbelief and that's why we end up going from pillar to post for all kinds of prayers and miracles and this and that but i want to tell you god can use anyone to the 
to the greatest extent. And it can be you. It can be you. Please never undermine or underestimate the power of God in your life. Never do that. Because ultimately it is Jesus who can do that miracle in your life, just like what he did here. That imagine, in 24 hours, overnight, he gives the price, 250 rupees for 18 kgs of barley. Here, they are paying 20,000 rupees for a donkey's head. You know, head does not have much flesh anyways. 20,000 rupees for a donkey's head. They're eating children. And here the man of God says, this time tomorrow, you will be having barley, 18 kgs of barley for 250 rupees. You cannot even compare the economics that's involved in this. The accounting that is going on. Whoever is going to do the accounts for this, they'll say, Elisha, it really does not go with our price system here. It is just unbelievable, unimaginable with what is happening here. But I want to tell you, God can do that impossible thing. But the reason why we don't experience is because of what happened with this guy who the king leaned on him. He was third in rank. He was a commander. Big guy. And he said, do you think that trap doors would open up from heaven? Because, you know, he knew that the land cannot give. Land cannot produce overnight crops. That too, not for a family. You're, you're talking about a nation. Remember that. The miracle is not for a family. The miracle is for a nation. No matter how scientifically advanced we are, it is impossible to see overnight crops coming up to that level that the whole nation can be. It's difficult. So no wonder the commander with all his knowledge, he said, do you think that the trap doors will open up and food will tumble down? Because he knows that from the land, we cannot. It has to come from somewhere. That is impossible. And here the man of God says, you get to see but not taste. And my question for you is, how many of us get to see miracles, hear miracles, but don't taste miracles? The only reason why we don't get to taste miracles in our lives is because of unbelief. It's purely because of unbelief. It's not because of anything else. It's purely because of unbelief. Many times Jesus says, your faith has made you whole. You must have faith. Faith in the impossible. You cannot look at circumstances and define your faith. And few things, I, I won't be able to cover all of that. But I'll just go with few things. First thing, what does unbelief say? Unbelief says, it's a brand new thing. Unbelief says, it's a brand new thing, it cannot be true. That's what the unbelief says. It's a brand new thing, it cannot be true. Maybe you're looking for a job. You're looking for admission for a particular course. Are you looking for a life partner? Or you want to venture into ministry? Or might be you want to get into ministry, but God is telling you to remain at the place where you are at. God is telling you to wait, but the doors are opening. It's difficult for us to gauge and understand. But I want to tell you, when the Lord says, I'm going to do a brand new thing, he really means it. And it's important you understand what that means. But many times, 
the more intelligent we are, the more educated we are, the more rational we become. And it's difficult to believe in a brand new thing. See, today what we do when we want to buy anything on Amazon, we always look for the rating. As long as others have bought and they've given that feedback, very safe. If it is a brand new product when nobody has bought, we are always skeptical. Because we don't know whether this is really going to work or no. On internet, everything looks very angelic. <laughs> no, I remember when we opened up Chai 316 for the first time, I was looking for chairs. And I found this good deal, a nice chair, looked very nice. And I ordered one piece. Thankfully, I had the wisdom to order one piece to check. Found out, actually, it was a kid's chair. But it looked nice on the internet. It looked big and nice. But thank God I didn't order 400 chairs. You know, then you would be in a mess. But, but you see, what the world talks about is, you know, you check everything. You do this and you do that. Make sure that everything is smooth. The course that you're going to take, they'll say, do you have a future in this course? Is the market willing to take up this course? You know, this is what we do. We always analyze everything and then come to a safe conclusion. But when it comes to faith, there is no analysis for this. It's purely believing in the word of God. It's purely believing in the voice of the Lord. When the Lord says, this is the person, then this is the person. That's it. There's nothing else. But many times we struggle with a brand new thing. With a brand new thing we struggle. And I want to challenge you today. What is that brand new thing that the Lord has put in your heart? It might be completely out of what you are thinking of. But the Lord's voice, he will surely bring to pass what he has spoken. But the question is, can you believe in that brand new thing that he is asking you to do? For me, the brand new thing, well, a lot of brand new things happened. One of them was, he said, Benny, I'm going to take you to every country in the world. You know, I'm a high school dropout. I've not finished my 10th standard. And I have no plans in finishing it in the future either. <laughs> and I was thrown out of school because they told me that, Benny, you are not fit for education. I could not focus really well. I had more questions than answers. And with all these combinations, finally, they threw me out of school. I tell the world today that I could not finish my high school because the Indian educational system was not up to my standard and hence they threw me out of school. Because the same schools, they call me back today to be their chief guest, to be their graduation speaker. And, but, <clears throat> imagine, they asked me to be a graduation speaker for 12th standard but I'm a 10th standard failure. That is the irony of our Indian educational system anyways. But you see, from a background like that, being a failure, being ashamed, grew up in shame constantly, being bullied constantly. You know, I, you know, I, I just got addicted to bullying. I just got, not, not addicted in the sense, I, you know, I became thick-skinned at one point that nothing could really pierce, neither God nor my parents. Nobody could pierce because I was just so strong in, in rejection, in uh, being condemned that, you know, you, you read the Bible for the sake of it. I went to church every Sunday because my father said, if you don't go to church, you'll not get your lunch. So lunch was my incentive. 
and even today we are getting lunch, so that's very nice actually. But, but, but I want to tell you that, you know, that was what spirituality was for me. So the last person that God could ever use was me. And here, when I gave my life to Jesus at the age of 16, and he says, Benny, I have a brand new thing. Now, you see, whenever we think of something new in our lives, we look at our finances, we look at our education, we look at our potential, we look at our health, we look at our family history. As long as there is somebody within the family who can sing, then we'll compare. See, that gift has come to you. No? If you become a doctor, yeah, your great-grandfather was a doctor, so that has somehow come into the blood. We somehow connect something or the other to prove how it comes. But I'll tell you, when the Lord says, I'm going to do a brand new thing, doesn't have to be connected anywhere. And here, he says, Benny, I am going to do a brand new thing, is I'm going to take you to every single country in the world. And that was really a brand new thing in the world. Literally in the world. Because, you know, when, when I look back, I said, God, look, there's never been a single musician who's been to every single country in the world. Whether it is Shakira or Michael Jackson or Mariah Carey or whoever it is. Nobody has been to every country in the world. So here God is telling a brand new thing historically too. And it's, it's hard. And imagine at the time I only had 1,000 rupees a month being a Viva missionary. And God is telling, I'm going to do a brand new thing. And this brand new thing is, I'm going to take you to every single country in the world by 2010. Here, see, he has given me a date. By 2010, I'll take you to every country in the world. And I had nothing to prove to anybody that this was possible. If anybody would come and ask me, Benny, can you give me one proof how this is possible? No. No finances. I don't have good health. I don't have um, proper education. Nothing. So in what way, somebody would ask me, Benny, what makes you think that you can do it? All I can say is I heard from God. They'll say, Benny, we have heard many people like you who say such things. And then suddenly you go into hiding. And here God said, see if I would have told, before I die, God told me he'll take me to every country. It's very safe because when you die, nobody can question you also. <laughs> but here he has told me by 2010, you know, when God speaks, write it down. Cherish it. Pray over it. Share with people. Don't be afraid. But you have to be sure that God spoke to you. Please, don't allow, just because I had goosebumps, that's, well, if you go out in the cold also, you will have goosebumps. You know? You watch something on YouTube and there is some, some kind of a fear involved in that, you get goosebumps. No, I'm scared of heights. When I go on top of Chai 316 building and look down, I get goosebumps. Do I say that God spoke to me because I had goosebumps? No! Just please, when God communicates, He communicates clearly. No, don't have to use, no, don't, don't try to help God by all these additional features that are added and then come to conclusion, because God spoke to me because I felt like this. No, no, no. Yeah, all these, yes, they are part of these things, but these are not the most. He speaks to you. 
he communicates to you. He, he just, he's brilliant. And many times he speaks to you in such a way that without him, it's impossible for you to achieve that. And here God says, I'm going to take you to every single country in the world. It's a brand new thing. It's good for you to go and discuss with your friends, with your family, with your social distancing going on, or sorry, physical distancing going on. But ask them, when was the last time you heard something new from God? When was the last time you heard something new from God? Very important. It's a brand new thing. It cannot be true is what the enemy keeps putting in your ears. That's what the enemy says. It's a brand new thing. It cannot be true. You cannot achieve it. Look at your family. Look at your past. But God says it's a brand new thing and that's what he did for me. He took me to every single country in the world. 257 countries. Never asked for money. Never borrowed money. Never took a loan from the bank in my entire life. God was so faithful that he provided everything for me to travel to every single country in the world, the tiniest country, the biggest country, the farthest country, the most dangerous country, war-torn countries, doesn't matter where, he took me to every single country in the world. Why did he take me? That was his plan, simple. Not because I was special, not because I climbed the mountain and said, God, I'm going to just be there till you speak to me. No. I didn't do anything. I just, all that I did was, I said, God, I've come out of brokenness. I've been a curse to my family. I've been a mess to my family. I've been a shame to my father, who was an aerospace scientist. But now I have you in my life. What do you want to do with my life? And that's when Jesus said, I'll take you to every single country in the world. God has a plan, not to harm you, but to prosper you according to his will and purpose. Well, I don't have time to finish all the others. I'll just go with one more point and then we will end the sermon uh, for this. And second thing, well, I don't know which one to pick out of the four. Okay, let's look at accuracy. Because, you know, when you say, God told me, question comes is, what is the proof? Very common, right? What is the proof that God spoke to you. So many times, we doubt because of the accuracy. Today with fake news, you know, everything becomes a questionable thing. Accuracy is compromised in today's world. Even the TRP ratings that is going on in the news, you know, everything can be manipulated in today's world. So accuracy is a challenge. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, many times I'll challenge you, friends. You can check your heart. We start to wonder, did God really speak this to me? And when God speaks also, we start to ask so many questions. God, give me one proof. Give me one hint. Let this happen. Let that happen. I'll tell you, no matter what you ask, God is not going to change. He might give you all the hints, but he will still remain the same. Because yesterday and today and forever, Jesus is the same. If anybody has to change, it is us. And it's nice that we should realign to God, not God realigning to us. And let me tell you with the story of my passports. Uh, 
nice to carry my passport after so many months. I'm the only Christian who carries my passport to church, I think. So now, you see, friends, when you have a passport like this, it's very easy to praise God, to glorify God, and you can shout all the praises you want very easy because this is a finished product. Now, this is a finished product. It is easy. Anybody can hold this passport and praise God. Anyone can do it. This is not accuracy because this is finished. Accuracy is in the process. That is where your challenge is. When you're going through the fire, when you're going through troubled waters, and you still want to hold on to Jesus. See, that is accuracy. Don't come to the finished product and then you say, okay, you see, this is what. No. But I want to tell you, when I look at my first passport, Nineteenth of February, two thousand and two, is when I took my first flight as an international concert artist, and I went from Delhi to Moscow, with this dream, with this vision, that God said, "I'm doing a brand new thing. I'm going to take you to every single country in the world by two thousand and ten." So you see, I've gone against all the voices. And I've taken my first flight, whatever money I had, I saved up everything together, bought my first plane ticket as a concert artist, and I went from Delhi to Moscow. When I landed in Moscow, they asked me for a bribe of $50. Those days it was about 2,000 rupees. But you see, I'm a Christian. I don't give bribe, I don't take bribes. And I have to live by what the Bible teaches. At any circumstances, I cannot. I cannot compromise. Don't try to help God with all these things. You have to have your own standard of living based on the word of God. So when I refused to pay a bribe, they detained me in the airport for 30 hours. For 30 hours, I was treated like a criminal, literally like a criminal, sleeping on the floor in that airport. And... Uh, you know, when I go to the counter, they ask me, please give us your passport, your boarding pass. My passport is with the officers. And I struggle for 30 hours. And I have a dream. I'm going to go to every country in the world. And my first country, I'm treated like this. So after 30 hours, they called me. And when they call you back after 30 hours, as a spiritual Christian, you are expecting a miracle. Now you'll say, wow, God, no problem. 30 hours, like Joseph, I was in the prison, but now I'm going to come out as a victorious person. No, please, don't put everybody's ending as your ending. No? Please, huh? don't come to your own conclusions like this. Let God write your story. Right? Let, let God write your ending also. But please, don't try to help God by writing an ending the way you want it. 
So they called me and they said, we have decided to deport you back to India. So I was sent back to India. All my money was gone, everything was gone. Accuracy, question comes, right? People say, Penny, you said God spoke to you, what happened? We can easily give up at the moment of defeat, but we still need to hold on to the truth. I landed in Delhi. My guitar did not arrive. My suitcase did not arrive. Just imagine, I'm stripped off. I go to the counter. I said, where's my guitar and my... And you know, I'm upset. I said, where's my guitar? Where's my suitcase? They said, they check, sorry, sir. Your guitar is in Latvia and your suitcase is in Sweden. And please give us an address where we can send it. Now, this is the ultimate test for faith for me. They're asking me for the address, where can we send your guitar and your suitcase? My mind says, Benny, anyways, you lost your flight ticket. You lost your value, saying God told you and all these things. Just give Bangalore address, at least you will get your guitar and your suitcase. Faith says, give London as your address, because that is your next destination. Oh. Now, Friends, it's very nice to clap like this. You put yourself in my shoes. Let me see how many people will clap. Not easy. That's why I'll tell you, no, these are all finished products. It's easy for us, for me to share and for you to enjoy. But I'll tell you, going through fire is not easy. Not easy. It was hard. Imagine I'm sitting there, this lady is asking me for the address. Your mind says, at least you will get your guitar and suitcase. Your mind says, you give London as your address. I have no money left. I have nothing. If you give London as your address, and when the suitcase and the guitar goes to London and you don't show up in time, then they will discard. But faith says, believe in the word, not the circumstance. You know what? I've learned that, you know, my faith cannot be defined by my circumstances. My faith cannot be defined by my circumstances. Many times, you see, we are driven by circumstances. When things happen in a good way, you say, God is so good. When things don't happen in a good way, you say, God, where are you? Why are you hiding? We become like psalmists. But I want to tell you, friends, God is seated on the throne. No matter what you are going through, no matter what the result is, the greatest news I have for me is that my sins have been washed away and because of Jesus, I have a place in heaven. That's the best and the greatest gift that we can ever have is salvation. And for me, you know, I trusted the Lord. He gave me the strength. You think I was a strong person? No. That point of time, I was the weakest person. I was struggling. I was in a doubting situation because I've gone through so much. I've lost everything. Lost my value. Lost my identity. I can't even tell people God told me because they'll say, look at your situation. But in the midst of my weakness, I could still trust God. I want to tell you, trust God even when things don't go the way you want it. And from that point, the Lord lifted me up he provided the money 
The next day I was able to go to London. And from there I journeyed on. And then in 2010, I arrived in Pakistan, my last country for that time. And I broke the world record and became the fastest man to travel to every country in the shortest time. And the name of Jesus was glorified from an ordinary person's life. So I want to tell you, accuracy can be tested when things don't go our way. And us as humans, we can look at our circumstances and come to conclusions. But why can't we look at the word of God and come to conclusions? The Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. This is not a nice bumper sticker for your car. It is for us to believe and practice it. No, we need to believe it, dear friends. I don't know what you're going through, but one thing I'll tell you, accuracy gets tested with our belief system because of the circumstances we face, but we need to hold on to the truth because that truth will set you free. And I'm going to close by saying that, you know, God has a plan, but we need to understand what is his plan for our lives. Just don't allow your talents, your education, your fame, your money to define your call. Spend time with Jesus. Don't wait for a job loss and then say, God, what is your call for me? Even at the peak of your life, go and ask God, God, how can I serve you? And that's what happened after traveling to every country in the world, 257 countries by 2012. South Sudan was my last country. It was a brand new country. It was only six days old when I went to South Sudan. And from there, God gave the vision for me to um, start Chai 316, a 400-seater cafe in uh, Bangalore, in Kotanur. If you have never been there, please come and visit us. In Jan, we are reopening uh, after this pandi pandemic situation. But it's a brilliant cafe, a completely non-commercial cafe. We were rated among the top 10 cafes of the city of Bangalore by India Times, and yet we don't do any business there. But our main goal is to help people who are depressed, suicidal, and lonely. We serve chai, and we sit down and have conversations with them. We pray with them. And one of the things we found very challenging was how to share the gospel to an educated person. It's easy for a person who is depressed, who is low, who is confused, who is lost. But we also have smart people who come to Chai 316, educated people who love the place because the design, the, everything that is there, if you see our toilets, you'll be amazed. No, I'm not sure, might be next time I'll show you those pictures. Actually, you can come over and see in January. It's the best toilets. We call it the world's best toilets. You know, when Jeremy Camp came, uh, he said, Benny, this is the first time I'm taking a photo in the toilet. Because, you know, the boys' toilet in the shape of a guitar, the girls' toilet in the shape of a piano. And many times the students come and say, sir, the toilet is so good, I don't feel like using it. You know? <laughs> but, you see, God takes a broken, illiterate failure like me, and he does a brand new thing. And he can do that with you. And this led us into starting something called the Apologetics Discipleship Training School, which is a five-month residential course along with YWAM, with the whole purpose for urban missions. You know, Jesus is needed in the city as well as in the villages. Do not allow an economic zone to define who needs Jesus and who does not need Jesus. No. 
Poverty does not mean that that person needs Jesus. You know, Jesus is eternal life. So we need to share him in the city. We need to share about him in the villages. We need to share about him to our bosses. And we need to share about him to the drivers. Everybody needs Jesus. But to talk to educated people becomes very difficult. Question comes is, how can a person who's healthy and wealthy come to Christ? Or are you always waiting for something to be broken and they'll say, oh, my boss broke his leg. This is the best time to share the gospel. Please, we need to share about Jesus at every time. And that's what we started off the apologetics DTS. Mainly to equip people how to have an intellectual conversation. How can we have conversations that can end up having questions and in turn we can end up talking to them and someone says all religions are one. How do we say that it is not true? When they make such a sweet statement saying I believe in everything, how can you say that Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life? When someone says that if you believe God is powerful and compassionate, you know, when my wife was raped when she was seven years old, and she was raped again when she was nine years old by a married man with three children. And if someone asked the question, if God is powerful, why didn't he save your wife? If God is compassionate, why didn't he protect her? What answer will you give about a God when you go through these challenges? How do you defend? When they ask the question, why didn't God stop Corona, COVID-19? How do you answer? You see, if we don't have answers... We cannot share the gospel. We need to dialogue. We need to reason. So that's the thing. And if anyone is interested, you can talk to Pastor Priji or even you can talk to us. We are going to stay back because of the lunch. So you can always talk to us also. But I want to tell you, friends, that you know God has a brand new plan for our lives. And many times we doubt the accuracy of the word of God. We believe that God can do for so many people, we wonder, can God do for me? The same Jesus can speak to you. If he can speak to an illiterate person like me, taking me to every single country in the world, giving me platforms like Miss India or corporate offices like Infosys or all these places, I'm the least educated person sitting there and talking to these people. God has a plan for you. But you need to hear from him. Don't go by your circumstances. Wait. Time spent waiting on God is never wasted. Let's close our eyes, please. Loving Father, I want to thank you for this beautiful afternoon that you have blessed us with. And I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for Bangalore Revival Church. I pray that you would bless all the pastors and the congregation, your royal priesthood, whether here physically present or in, through virtually they are present in different places. But Lord, I pray that you would speak to them. Your children are willing to listen. They're willing to put aside all their doubts and their fears. And they want to hear from you. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to them. And Lord, I pray that they would have the courage and the strength to wait upon you, to hear your voice, to hear your word through your scriptures. You have given us the word. 
We are so blessed that your voice is your word with us today. Help us to draw wisdom and direction because your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Help us to wait on you, Lord. Help us to draw strength from you. Help us to put aside our fears and our circumstances, but rather help us to allow your word to define our path. Help us to allow your voice to be our guide. And Lord, as we obey you, I pray that you would honor us. You would lift us up so that we can be a testimony of your truth to the nations. Help us not to be silent. The world needs to hear this good news that our sins are forgiven because of Jesus and that we have the assurance of salvation. Let us not keep this secret, Lord. Let us make every effort to go out and share this good news, even in uncomfortable situations. Use us, Lord. We want to be used by you. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be our guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website, dreamingrevival.com.